Yo, welcome back, and thanks for listening to that ad to make us more money again. Uh, we're back with another episode on this sellout podcast. Yeah. We're up to what, like five dollars? Hey, man, we ain't even close. We're maybe twenty cents at this point of recording. Oh wait, that's if we would have started like right at the beginning. Yeah, okay. yeah. We, if we started right at the beginning, we would have made a whole five dollars a year later. <laughs> totally kids, worth it. Kids and iPhone factories in China make more than us. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyways, that's an intro. Uh, yeah. Segwaying into this week's band. <laughs> uh, we have what is considered at least, well, I was going to say the biggest band in UK history, but then I remembered there's like... The killers. They're not even UK. <laughs> I know. But I was going to say the band that highly inspired this band, at least the early works. Who? I mean, the Beatles. They're UK bait. Yeah, one of <laughs> let me rephrase that then one of the biggest yeah maybe top three no top top ten at least we'll just go with top ten what bands of all time from the UK yeah oh. I was gonna say top three but then like Sabbath is from the UK Maiden yeah but Beatles are way more popular well than I those mean guys. Beatles are one obviously yeah I was gonna say like top three <laughs> and I was like eh, eh that we'll go with top ten okay okay but that band. Definitely one of the bands of the 90s, if not the biggest band of the 90s. Really? You think this band is the biggest band of the 90s? I think it's pretty close. I would think it'd be like Nirvana for the first couple years. Yeah, but I feel like this had longing impact. They they are a band for longer, yes. And I feel like where Nirvana's uh, popularity comes from is the fact is they basically founded the grunge or kicked off the grunge genre yeah not saying they're a bad band or they don't deserve but yeah you think if they would have came like four bands in you know they wouldn't be as popular right yeah mm-hmm. but an I mean, interesting perspective kind of like the big four founding the the genre right. you know of thrash metal but a lot of that you could, <laughs> you could go down to how much money they had for recording <laughs> because one of those bands recording sounds Way, Way better. better than the other three at the yeah. beginning. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> only only one of them. Yeah, one of the bands had like $2,000 to make a whole album. Yeah. They spent most of it on drugs. Um, <clears throat> but I think they're one of the bigger bands of the 90s. Okay. Plus, I think for most people when they talk about Oasis. Yeah. They mostly talk about the 90s version of Oasis. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll touch on later, but. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Plus, I mean, British British pop music was like the biggest thing post-grunge right away. Was it? I think so. I mean, you think about it. With who? I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't. I, I wasn't expecting to have to name fucking bands all the time, man. But it's like half of the big things are, yeah, British pop music. I mean, the Spice Girls come out of the huge. They're a huge band. Oasis, yep. obviously. Um, okay, I see what you're saying. But yeah, I mean, there's other bigger bands that come out of here. I mean, even talks about the first time right here. The album helped spur revitalization in British pop music in the '90s. It was embraced by critics for its optimistic themes and rejection of negative outlooks of grunge music at the time. Mm-hmm. I can find some more bands if if that you know, that's not good enough for you. No, I I, I believe. No, you. no. <clears throat> I believe you, sir. But yeah, 
Well, let's get on the first album, then we segue right into it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, the first album here, what do we got? Oasis is definitely maybe. Definitely not maybe. 1994. Yeah. What did you think of it? You guys sound like a B. I mean... Why is that? It was a good, solid starting album. Um, I, I think it's funny that... Uh, well, I, gotta, I can't remember which brother's which half the time. <laughs> um, I thought it's funny that uh, this was a band beforehand with Noel Gallagher, who... The lead guitarist, yeah, and main songwriter of Oasis. His brother had a band, Liam. Mm-hmm. And then, I think he was older. I think he's Liam's older. And then he was like, I want to join. Or something. They asked him to join, and he's like, I'm only going to join if I can write all the music. <laughs> 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 and they were like, oh, all right. Huh, okay. And so they joined in, and uh, that was a great choice by them. Because yeah. I had... Outside of Supersonic, I had never heard of any other songs off this album. Songs off this album, but I I thought they sounded good, and maybe not so much this album as the next album. But I could you could hear a lot of Beatles influences, like mm-hmm. like a lot of the earlier predating Brit Britpop stuff. But okay, um, I thought it was just a good rock album from like a good early '90s rock album. Obviously, it's not the album that mm-hmm. the next album is. Yeah. But I just thought it was all around good, and it was just, I mean, they're right. It, it was a very optimistic album, and everything sounded upbeat and yeah, happy, and from the early 90s is not what you hear out of the mid to late 90s. Yeah, not even mid to late. I'm literally talking like the mid to early. Yeah. Like where everybody's <laughs> trying to be Nirvana. Yeah. Some new bands are. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it was just a nice change-up, and obviously it's a big album, but... Yeah. Yeah, it went eight times platinum. Eight times platinum in the UK, which is not as... Yeah, I know it's not as impressive here. Because eight times platinum is... In America, it's eight million albums. In the UK, it's 2.4. Really? Yeah. It's not the same. I knew it wasn't that, like, a direct... Oh, yeah. Only went one platinum in the US. Aria. What'd you think about it? Um, I also gave it like a B to B plus. Uh, I enjoyed it because, like you said, it was pretty upbeat. It had, you know, some nice sounding songs to it. Um, I really did like the guitar sound throughout this whole album because it was kind of like that raw, like garage sound, mm-hmm. you know, to it. So I really like that combined with um, just a the songwriting that they did on this album. So I really enjoyed it. There are a couple songs that I thought were a little too long, like the first song. Yeah. Um, which was like six minutes or something like that, but not the longest song they ever put out. <laughs> no, not, not by a long shot. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty good album. I enjoyed listening to it. Um, there were a few songs on here. Were there any songs that stood out to you on this album? Uh, I mean, I think really just the big singles. Like Supersonic. Supersonic, and Cigarettes and Alcohol, and uh, Live Forever were yeah. the ones I liked. Yeah, those three, and then uh, Rock and Roll Star and Bring It On Down were the ones that I liked. So, overall, I really enjoyed it. I did think uh, Live Forever, um, 
Uh, it kind of sounded like Wonderwall. I mean, obviously, Wonderwall hadn't Precursor. come out. Yeah. Hadn't come out yet, but it uh, made me. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, I think it was a good, solid debut album. Mm-hmm. Move on to the next one. Sorry, I'm just reading my notes. Okay, well, whenever you're ready. Yeah. Yeah, okay, man, let's sure? go. Yeah, sure? man, let's go. I, I got it. Come on. Huh? Notes? Huh? 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 No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Sorry, I can't read my one line fast enough. You can't read and talk at the same time, apparently. Shh. My mumble over, trip over them words. I might. You know I failed English English crash. <laughs> Royal wouldn't let me use his textbook. <laughs> it's because he was too busy sleeping on it. Because yeah. the things the teacher wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways. What do yeah. we got next? Uh, yeah, what do we have next? Uh, I think it's called, uh, What's the Story from 1995. Say the whole title. Morning Glory? There you go. What's the Story, Morning Glory? What did you think of it? <clears throat> I'm assuming this is the album that you were talking about when you were saying that they have, or this makes them the 90s, or the defining 90s band, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. Uh, this was a really damn good album. It has some of their most popular songs. Some it. it has it has their most popular <laughs> songs, <laughs> which is uh, "Wonderwall." By the way, um, I wouldn't even say that's their. I think that's their most popular song. No way. Yeah. No, just be- it, it is because it's the meme, but not. Yeah. I Before would say... the meme, you would think it what champagne supernova? No. <laughs> No, I would I would put the song that's been constantly ranked as the song of the '90s by a lot of publications. Which one? Neither of those two. Which one? Don't look back in anger. You know? Do you remember? I don't know how long ago. Within the last decade, maybe. Mm-hmm. Time seems to keep going faster and faster. When they bombed that arena in London, the O2, I think, when Ariana Grande was playing there. Yeah. And then they all held a moment out there. Mm-hmm. The whole crowd started singing Don't Look Back in Anger. Really? Yeah. So one person started it and everybody started singing it. Ain't nobody out there going, well, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I agree. Don't Look Back in Anger is the better of the three songs. Okay. I had never heard that song before this. So. Yeah. But that's... I did think it was one of the best songs on this album. So. Yeah. Plus, I, no, well, I don't know. I can't tell. If this shit hits number one in the UK or number one in the in the US, because I feel like those are two vastly different like achievements. Yeah, but I think don't look back and ang- yeah, no, never mind. I don't fucking know. This Wikipedia is <laughs> a pain in the ass to try to read. Yeah, sometimes. Well, like half of the things that just talks about random. Well, anime. British stuff, and then like any other big band talks about like. UK church or US church, which mm-hmm. normally are more impressive, I guess. More of a milestone, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it did go four times platinum in the United States, so it did sell pretty well. Um, but yeah, it was it was a uh, a really good album. I really enjoyed listening to it. Uh, more polished, had better songs, songwriting in general, so. Yeah. Speaking of that, I think it's funny right here. It's like, although a commercial commercial success, the record initially received lukewarm reviews from mainstream critics. Many reviewers deemed it inferior to definitely maybe with the songwriting and production points and points of criticism. Really? Yeah. 
Interesting. I thought it sounded better. And then it quickly shipped after that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, that first album had the kind of more raw and polished sound. Like, you know, they had done it with a low budget or something like that. But this one definitely sounded like a studio album. You know, had a professional mixer and all that stuff. Well, so. The thing, too, is they've, they're like rivals with the band Blur. Um, is that the one that did Song 2? Yeah. Okay. As a, and among other things. Yeah. But they also released it over the same time. And I think everybody liked that when it came out. And then over time. Went to this one? Yeah. Interesting. Battle of the Britpop. What did you give it? Uh, I gave it an A. Yeah. That's right where I gave it to. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think Don't Look Back in Anger is the best song. I think there's a funny story of, obviously, Noel writes all the songs. Mm-hmm. And Liam is technically the lead singer of Oasis. And he told him, he's like, hey, I'm singing one of these two songs, and you can pick which one. <laughs> he's like, you can either sing Don't Look Back in Anger or Wonderwall. Yeah. And Liam was like, well, I'll pick Wonderwall. And Noel was annoyed because that's the song he wrote for his wife. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I'd rather be known for singing Don't Look Back in Anger than Wonderwall. Wonderwall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I started to notice that they had uh, two different singers. Yeah. At least uh, coming up on some more albums. But They're two brothers that get along great. <laughs> I don't know if do you read any of that. They do. They do not get along. They do not get along great. Like, they're, that's the reason they're no longer a band. And they don't even talk. Interesting. I thought it was just because they uh, ran out of material to make. No. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, you gave it an A as well? Yeah. I'm trying to find some shit about uh, him and his brother. Because it's great. Is it? Yeah. Here's what? that awkward silence. Well, I mean, Phil. I can't fill. I'm not Lars. Just try. You're a caveman. You know, I, uh, what was I? Oh, it was on Reddit. There was this uh, post that somebody put on, like, music. I don't know what it was, but he was like, I am a young um, hip-hop lover, and I listen to the top 100 albums oh, of all that, time yeah. or whatever. And uh, <laughs> it made me laugh. Because uh, Metallica's Master of Puppets was on there, and uh, he put it as a masterpiece, and he said that the best thing about it was the drumming. <laughs> okay. I was like, all right, well, I mean, definitely better drummers out there, but... I like I like this little story right here. Yeah. In 96, Noel provided lead performance at MTV's Unplugged, when Liam backed out at minutes before the set due to the start. Liam claimed to have been struck down with a sore throat, but the band later found out that Liam did not like performing acoustically. Noel was further annoyed when Liam proceeded to heckle him from the balcony and nurse his sore throat with beer and cigarettes while the band performed. (laughs) Wow. Another one. There's one where they just get in a fight (laughs) in the recording studio. Really? Yeah. I mean, they must have done it quick, because apparently this album was recorded in 15 days. I mean, this is just through the whole thing. Oh, okay. Like their whole time as a band? Yeah. It's literally an entire Wikipedia section about it. Oh, is there? Yeah. 
During the recording sessions for What's the Story Morning Glories, the brother had a violent fight involving a cricket bat when Liam invited everyone from a local pub to the studio while Noel's trying to work. <laughs> oh my god. It's, uh, it's interesting how you could work with somebody that you hate so much. In 94, Liam took to changing the words of songs so that they were offensive to both Americans and Noel. An argument after the show, which led to a chair being thrown and fight breaking out, caused Noel to leave the tour. Oh my god. That's only the first paragraph. <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, they do not like each other. They do not like each other. Interesting. But hey, they made this album, so... Anyways, yeah, I mean, move on? Powerful emotions, you know, yeah. are some make some of the best music I've heard drugs also you know <laughs> lots of uh speed balls yeah <laughs> anyway should we move on to their next album their longest album i don't know man this is it is their longest actually yeah. i know and by a long shot wait no it's not there's one longer but that's only because it's got that hidden track at the end yeah this is actually their longest album if you just don't count hidden tracks yeah uh yeah, what do we got? 1997's "Be Here Now." Do I think you something like a B? Really? I don't think it was as good as um, what story? Morning Glory. Mm-hmm. But I think it held in like a lot of the same sounds. <laughs> it's the last band to hold those sounds, but you know, I thought it was it was an solid, right, solid sounding album. Um, God, they have just so much stuff about there. Albums. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fucking long, but the opening track, do you know what I mean? It was seven <laughs> minutes, but it was it wasn't bad. Dude, I think the worst one was all around the world. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. It's nine minutes and twenty seconds, but yeah, it's not the nine minutes and twenty seconds version of all around the world I want to listen to. I know, right? Stand by me wasn't bad. But I thought overall, minus the length, it wasn't a bad album. Yeah, but I I don't really remember that much from it. Yeah, it was. I thought it was pretty solid as well, but the thing that brought it down for me was that a lot of the songs were way too long. Yeah, like there's most of these songs that were like five and a half plus. You kind of got the gist of it at two and a half minutes, and then they probably could have ended it at four, but they just kept going and then they just kept going and kept going. I'm like, oh my god, okay, come on. So I I gave it like a C plus because I did like the songs but i didn't like how long they were that's fair so yeah like the songs that i liked on here were stand by me and don't go away which i mean stand by me is still five and a half minutes but yeah i mean we got a 742 is the intro third song is 719 then stand by me 555 another one at seven 652 minutes and then the nine minute and then a seven minute Closer. Well, actually, a two-minute closer, but it's just a reprise of "All Around the World," <laughs> yeah. your favorite song. So it total it makes it eleven minutes. Yeah. So yeah, an hour and eleven minutes for this album. It was okay. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have that much to say about it. Yeah, I do like that. Uh. uh the songs on Beer Now are longer and contain more guitar overdubs. Noel said that this was done to make the album sound as colossal as possible. Ooh. Ooh. I did not get that uh, feeling from it when I listened to it. That's recorded at Abbey Road, the Beatles' famous studio. Was it? 
Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can just... No, that's a compilation of We can just... Uh... Yeah. What? Go on to the next one? Yeah, because I don't have much to say about that one either. Um, I don't know. Metacritic gave it a 57 out of 100. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Pretty average. But yeah, we can go on to the next one here. What do we got next? <sighs> Standing on the shoulders of giants from the year 2000. I gave this album a... Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think we all know why. Why? Is it because of the... Uh... Honestly, I don't know. Why? I, I swear to God, it sounds like they are just like re- <laughs> re- recreating the life of the Beatles, dude. It's like, oh, really? look, we made pop sounds. Oh, let's put some Indian influence music into the next few albums. Interesting. You know... Except for the Beatles continuously made good albums and then... Didn't fall off. Well, they went the other way. They just got better as they went. <laughs> yeah. This was a... Do you think we'll ever do a Beatles yeah. segment on here? Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know a whole lot of Beatles songs. Yeah. So. I know. We'll do them someday. Don't worry, you. Don't worry, little buddy. We'll, <laughs> we'll let you listen to Beatles someday. Thanks, bit. <laughs> but yeah, this was like... Uh, what is the, this? The first song was interesting. Fucking in the Bushes. Yeah. <laughs> I had a good laugh at that name. <laughs> it's kind of kind of interesting. I, I like this. The album marked a significant change from the Britpop scene to a modern psychedelic record, complete with drum loops, samples, electric sitar, mellotron, synthesizers, and backwards guitars, resulting in an album more experimental with electronica and heavy psychedelic rock. Yep. You want to hear something good about this album? <laughs> in a 2011 interview, Noel discovered... Disowned this album, stating that it never should have been made. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. This album is rough, and it's nothing. It is nothing like the earlier. No, no. Albums. It it does not sound like it has like soul in it. It just kind of yeah. like they just threw something together. They had a record deal still. <laughs> yeah, this was just. Yeah, nothing about this album was really standout-ish. This is why nobody talks about. Oasis post-1999, because this album came out in 2000. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. For the rest of that uh, quote, it says, He recalled that he had no reason or desire to make music and just wrote songs for the sake of making an album. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, that is the exact sentiment that you get when you listen to this album. So, I'm, it's, it's funny when you actually have the artist to... Like, kind of yeah. express how you feel as well. So it's not like we're just shitting on him. No, Noel Gallagher himself is uh, shitting on it. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, interesting. I did like Gas Panic and Sunday Morning Call, but that's about it. Yeah. Gas Panic is a little long. I need that's to buy fair. a tablet. Buy a tablet, then. <laughs> I mean, those things are expensive. They quit bitching. Man. Man. I mean, I get by on my phone and you have a whole laptop and that's not even good enough for you. I just, I literally only use this because touch touch screen. See me complaining though, like, oh, I need a fucking tablet. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, you also have your computer here, too. I've used that, like, in two of the 54 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> and I've used this in, like, three of the 54 episodes. Okay. <laughs> right, anyways. Yeah, anyways. We ain't uh, even talking about... Yeah, I can just do what Noel says and skip by this album. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let, let, let's go on to the next one. 2002's Heathen Chemistry. This album. Heatheness. Yeah, I gave us like a C. I was not... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, they. I think this is the one where they had a lot of really slow songs on it, wasn't it? I think... Is it oh, this it one or the next one? It might have been. But I don't fucking I think know. this... Yeah, I think this is the one that they had a... No, it's the next one. Um. Yeah, this one is an hour and 16 minutes. Yeah, because the last fucking song is 38 minutes. Yeah. You know... Because it's a hidden song. Yeah. I, I actually did listen to the first 420 Blaze It, you know, of the song. And then, you know, I just kind of skipped until it got back to more music. And then right when the first note played, I just ended it. Yeah. I was like, I, didn't, I don't need to hear anymore. I didn't even make it through the first. I didn't, I didn't make it through Better Man. I was annoyed when I looked at it. I'm like, that shit's 38 minutes? Nope. <laughs> right. It's like, I'd rather listen to the Hell Yeah version of Better Man. And that song has not aged well. It's a trash <laughs> song. I used to love that song. And then I went back and listened to it like last year. I'm like, the fuck is this? Yeah. Those those lyrics are pretty bad. <laughs> Oh hell yeah! A better man, a stronger man. <laughs> I mean, this is also an, a band that put out a pole rider. Yeah, a song. same album. <laughs> I would rather listen to pole rider though than better man. She up, she down, of, she's a pole <laughs> rider. <laughs> Gonna make your sunrise, dude. Now I want to listen to hell yeah again. Anyways, Oasis. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, Heathen Chemistry 2002. Yeah, I gave it a C. Yeah, me too. Uh, nothing <laughs> stood out. The sound of generic mid-2000s. Yeah. I what? assume Noel was sick of writing music at this point. Yeah. I can't... I don't understand why I wrote this down, but I wrote generic sad song on here. Oh, that could have been any of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Last song was Awful. Yep. <laughs> I mean, the whole the whole first like four minutes, well, the whole you know song portion of it before it goes silent is him just saying, "I want to be a better man." Yeah. Repeatedly, with and some backing instruments. Just for, just for clarification, "Better Man" the start song ends at four twenty, and then the cage, which is the hidden track, doesn't start till. 33 minutes and 13 seconds. Yeah, and then it's five minutes of that. Yeah. So. Yeah, this album was, uh, really, they could have just broke up after. <laughs> after <now>. 90, yeah. <laughs> and mm. I don't think the world would have missed anything. Probably not. I mean, I, I kind of enjoyed some of the softer songs, like Stop Crying Your Heart Out, Little by Little, or She Is Love, but they weren't. Like songs I'm gonna go back and listen to, you know? No, a lot. I'm gonna have to skip them when I put them on my playlist. 
Or just don't put them on your playlist. Man, the whole point of the playlist is the songs that I liked. Alright, whatever then. Okay. Do it. I don't know if I actually like them later on, but in the moment. In this moment. Okay. Okay. Wonder how many albums they have. Bro. <laughs> Stop getting sidetracked. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, what do we got next? Are you ready to move on? Do you yeah. got anything more to say? No. How <laughs> about that, Elm? <laughs> All right. Um, don't believe the truth. The uh, motto of the recent time. All right, um, Fox Mulder. <laughs> uh, yeah, from 2005, I gave this album C. Me too. Yeah. I. Uh, Although it did sound better. This is, I think, the better of the post-90s albums they put out. Mm-hmm. It's more of a rock album, but it's unfortunately alternative rock, so it's not really Man, true rock. I know you love your alternative rock, so. <laughs> Got to get that lineup for work. Um. Yeah, I liked the first song was okay, Turn Up the Sun, but I really only liked the kind of melodic outro of the song. I don't know. I also kind of liked Lila. Yeah, Lila wasn't bad. But I felt like the chorus to that song seemed really forced. Like it didn't really flow well with that song. With the rest of it, which I thought sounded nice. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I really only liked the last song, which was Let There Be Love. On this album, that was the only one that kind of stood out to me a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, like, it was better sounding. But the previous one. A little more upbeat. Yeah, that didn't, it didn't, it's not anywhere on par with, like, the first three albums. (laughs) Just better. Yeah. Meh. Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about this. Mushroom Cloud. Okay. Uh, we can move on then to their... Seventh and final album. Yeah, they're, I'd, I'd say it's probably their best. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, 2008's Dig Out Your Soul. Yeah. It sounded like a C-. minus. <laughs> Why, man? You didn't like the uh, overtly Christian themes on it? it no. Like... <laughs> I mean, that wasn't the main reason, but... The album, just, this is like, I think the first album where they let everybody kind of write shit. Yeah. I guess a band and it just, it, it no worky. <laughs> I, when I was listening to it, there were a lot of references of like God and the spirit and other stuff like that. And I was like, I did not know that they were a religious band and it does not suit them really well. Yeah. It, I just, yeah, I don't know. And <laughs> It's one of those albums I was like, oh, yep, this is an album I'm listening to, and oh, good, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have really a lot to say about this one. There wasn't really anything I could find that stood out. No. Like, I don't know, other than them seemingly have become a Christian band. At least that's what it kind of sounded like with the themes. At least they found Jesus, but they couldn't find their relationship back. (laughs) Yeah. 
I don't know. A lot of the songs are really slow too. So Which seems to be a trend of post two thousands. Oasis. Mm-hmm. Oasis. There's a T in there now. Oasis. I like that better. Let's call him Oasis now. Yeah. <laughs> that can be pre two thousand. This is the Oasis era. <laughs> yeah, Oasis was nineties. Oasis is <laughs> two thousand and up. Uh yeah, man. Uh yeah, I don't have anything to say about this album other than I did not enjoy it. Did you know that there was a free songbook included in some random magazine that I don't know. I believe it. <laughs> uh, you got anything else to say about this album? No, I'm trying to fill. Fuck it. Why? Moving on. <laughs> Moving you... on. All right. Next next artist here we go right now. What'd you think about Oasis overall? If they didn't do anything after the nineties, <laughs> I would give them like a solid B plus, yeah. You know? But if you include their entire discography, it's like a C plus to a B. Yeah, I was gonna say if they didn't, if if we were only counting the nineties, I'd give it like an A. Yeah. If you factor in everything else, it's gonna knock it down like a B minus. Mm-hmm. Like like yeah. a B B minus. Like they were a good band. And I really enjoyed those big songs out the first three albums, but yeah, nah, first three albums that, are definitely where it's at. Yeah, they. They could have stopped. I I understand why nobody ever talks about Oasis. Oasis post like two thousands. Yeah, what's the story of Morning Glory really? Even here and now doesn't really get talked about. Mm-hmm. I feel like with those first three albums, they were international success, and then with the little rest, they were just British success. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, what's what's next? <clears throat> I got a treat. Ooh. <laughs> What is it? Um, <laughs> um, so we've we've looked at a lot of lists that in, that are like top albums of all time or whatever, and there's always one that we always are like, "Who the fuck is this?" Or like, "Why is this album so highly rated?" I've never heard of this dude, and uh, it's D'Angelo. Oh boy, yeah, Voodoo. Yeah, Voodoo is the album that we're talking about. It's consistently in like top ten. Sometimes even like two or three or something like that, you know, best albums of all time. So I'm very curious to see what yeah. is so great about it. Me too. And he only has three albums, so huh. shouldn't be too hard. Maybe to he just quit to. after the success that was Voodoo. <laughs> Maybe. All right. I look so, forward to checking that out. Yeah. Check out some R&B soft hits with us. Yeah. Thanks Thank for, you for listening. Thanks, guys.